0: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi
1: and Patrick Maher on VCN.
2: Okay, Lombardi Line, week 10 college football. They say rubber meets the road. Well, it's starting to get important here as we say hi to you. Good morning. It's VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VSIN studios here at the. It's a huge day in sports. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you got the Canelo fight tonight. You got the Breeders' Cup. Thanks to Eddie Olchek for joining us. Of course, Michael Lombardi out at the Borgata. We'll get him going in just a bit. But the storylines today, and I want to get to Ohio State Nebraska. Ohio State's interesting, sitting five outside the top four right now. But if you just take a look, and take a step back big picture today again if you're joining us here on Vsin, you like to throw cash a little bit you like to get involved if not today's not overly intriguing as far as matchups of course you've got the sec west showdown college station there auburn alabama we'll get to those two teams that still have paths to the final four i'll explain that in just a bit you've got the return of hugh freeze and liberty he returns back to oxford and ole miss a loss last week against Auburn for Ole Miss. You've got, interestingly enough, Wake. And we talked about how Kenneth Walker jumped up in the Heisman last week with the five-touchdown performance against Michigan. Well, Kenneth Walker, remember, the third, Kenneth Walker the third transferred from Clawson and Wake. And now all of a sudden, Clawson's got Wake. 8-0. They head to North Carolina, which is a team that loves to get bet. People love betting North Carolina, and it's just not the same team. And Hall is taking a step back this year. Uh, North Carolina Carolina, you see it. Good job there, Stephen Bond, laying two and a half, a total, which is not surprising. It's elevated, sitting at 78. So I'll get into the breakdown of that game. So four and four team hosted an undefeated top 10 team that's laying two and a half points to give you an idea right there. Uh, we mentioned Bama, which I'm going to circle around to a four touchdown favorite for the second straight season against LSU. Go Tigers. That's a disaster right there. LSU is banged up beyond belief. The surprise, you know, Michigan State sitting three. They came off a huge win that's going to matter to the committee. Remember, the first rankings last Tuesday. Now, Michigan State win against Michigan. That's going to matter to the committee. Big Ten. So, Michigan State sitting three. Uh, they're laying three today at Purdue. Purdue, watch out. Because it's a hungover Michigan State team because of what happened against Michigan. And Purdue did this to remember at the time, second ranked Iowa team, they upset them. So, uh, but four is the really interesting one because remember, Oregon. One of the best wins of the season. They go on the road, probably the best one of the year. They go on the road and beat at the shoe Ohio State, then turn right around and lose on the farm to Stanford. Oregon sitting four today. There's been some interesting back and forth with these teams this week. Talking smack. You see Oregon laying seven. A little surprised by that number. You see Oregon laying seven uh, at Washington. And by the way, just as an aside, if you haven't been up to Seattle and Lake. I think they call it Lake Seattle. You drive your boat by Washington Stadium, Husky Stadium sitting right there. It's gorgeous. Washington, a down year. Many thought it was going to be a big year for the Huskies. And then we get to this one. So Ohio State, they're looking for their 27th straight win in the Big Ten, and they're playing Nebraska today. So Ohio State in Lincoln at Nebraska, this number opened 14 and a half-ish. It's kind of most books have 14 and a half. I'm looking right now Ohio State lane 15. On the road at Nebraska, of course, Scott Frost. It's been a disaster his tenure there in Lincoln. But prior to last week's tight victory over Penn State, the Buckeyes, who are 7-1 straight up, they're 4-3-1 and ATS, had won their previous four games by at least five touchdowns. So Ohio State can regain that redu- that dominant form this week against Nebraska, who and is 3-6, they're 5-4 ATS. You know the Nebraska Jockers love to talk about the fact that they've been successful. At ATS Nebraska is a bad football team. Uh, and by the way, the Buckeyes have outscored Nebraska 100 to 24. Is that good in the last two meetings? So Ohio State, and I. The reason I started this conversation with Ohio State sitting five and the first release of the college football playoff rankings is because if you're sitting outside, or even Alabama, Oregon, of course, if you're in Cincinnati. It, it, you're looking style points and Ohio state's not going to trifle with Nebraska today. They're going to look, look to put the beat down on them. You know, I, I mentioned uh, Ohio state after winning four straight games by an average of nearly 42 points, they found themselves in a close game last week against Penn state, Penn state coming off the loss of the week before you, you, you kind of thought they would bounce back a little bit and they did you know, it's just a slow start last week for Ohio State which I don't expect this week. They didn't score a touchdown until late in the first half, uh, and they w- went on Trayvon Henderson's a stud. We we get that and the quarterback's playing great as well. So, again, 15, it's up to 15. I don't necessarily see Nebraska Nebraska covering here because it's a win by nine last week against Penn State. The Buckeyes should be motivated to earn those style points, as I mentioned, win in a convincing win this week. Uh, I don't think they're going to take their foot off the gas at all in Lincoln today. As we turn our attention, let's go, uh, Stephen Bond, to the game that we kind of discussed at the top of the show in Auburn and A&M. I I just find this fascinating because – Of the similarities, and it's almost a mirror of one another. These programs right now, both teams six and two, both teams five and three ATS. You've got thirteen Auburn and fourteen A and M. So this number opens six and a half. It has been bet down to four and a half. And Carl Johnson down at the Beau Rivage, he felt like he was going to end up closing with A and M at four. I don't know if we're going to get there, but it's interesting. It's two very good defense. That A&M defense is the fourth best as far as scoring in the country. Auburn's a tremendous defense as well. You know, an interesting stat here, and trust me, I get it. A&M's played well there at Auburn as well. But Auburn is 4-0 and straight up, 3-0-1 ATS at College Station since A&M joined the SEC in 2012. So let me just reiterate. I understand, and again, I like to constantly uh, repeat timing and temperance. You know, when betting, timing, getting the best of the number, temperance to kind of, if you're losing, don't be chasing. But I also like to talk about the numbers. Every number has a story. So stats are just part of the story. Line movement, which you can find vsan.com with the splits. That's just part of the story. But Auburn, again, to repeat, 4-0 straight up, 3-0-1 ATS at College Station since A&M joined the SEC. A&M, though, the one thing I would say, two weeks to prepare, their last three, they're 3-0 straight up, uh, 3-0 ATS, including the win over Bama, catching 18.5. But again, Auburn, this is a team that comes in, they were laying three against Ole Miss, beat up on Ole Miss the week before, a 38-23 win over Arkansas as four-and-a-half-point dogs. And Bo Nix is the kid, it's funny, Bo Nix is the kid in college, and you always get kind of feel badly about it, but we love to kill Bo Nix, but he was good last week. 22 of 30, 270 in the air. He rushed for 30 yards, two touchdowns, and Tank Bigsby is a stud behind him. 23 carries, 140 yards against Ole Miss, and a touchdown. Either two losses this year, Auburn, of course, Penn State, at Penn State, Happy Valley. And then we mentioned Georgia, who's just on another planet right now as compared to these two teams. Uh, A&M two weeks ago, beat up on my South Carolina Gamecocks 44-14. to But it's a defense. Again, they're allowing just 16 points a game, 16.1 a game. Balanced offensive attack. This game's going to be fascinating. If you're into college football tonight, Auburn A&M to me is a tremendous matchup. The next one is... And we'll get Michael working here in just a second. The next one that I wanted to touch on is LSU, Alabama. So part of that number, I was telling you how creating a story and building a story with a number, part of that is motivation. And – Ogeron had to shut down practice this week because essentially LSU's banged up. I mean, half the team is on the men. They're completely banged up. He had to shut down practice. So I know I'm repeating that, but also understand he's a, a lame duck. You wonder if these kids, again, there's going to be pockets where they get fired up in that instance. And then oftentimes, if you're not playing for your future coach, there's going to be a letdown. There's not going to be a letdown for Bama. So let's be very clear. This is the second straight year that Bama's been favored by four touchdowns or more against LSU. Last year, favored at LSU by 28 and a half and pummeled them. I think it was 55-17, Stephen Bond. So style points are going to be at a premium. You heard heard Carl Johnson talking about Nick Saban. He was throwing flowers in his press conferences this week about the practices this Alabama uh, team has had. He doesn't generally do that. He's feeling himself. He's also very political, and he knows that when Bama came out ranked two in the first college football playoff committee's rankings, he knows that people were bitter. You know, Oklahoma fans were bitter. Cincinnati was bitter. Teams were bitter about Alabama being two because of that huge loss as an 18 and a half point favorite. So Bama's going to look to pummel LSU today in in Tuscaloosa. Uh, Again, destroyed by injuries. uh, LSU comes into this matchup in a tough spot. Ellis, Alabama, I think the number right now is like 17 and a half in the first half. Oddly enough they didn't cover the first half against uh, Tennessee, but they are a first half covering machine. They always have been. And Saman, like I said, whether or not he feels like his team deserved it, they're sitting there and they're going to look to pummel LSU 323 through the air. Bryce Young's been awesome. He's in that Heisman conversation. So, the offense is really well balanced with Brian Robinson Jr., 171 on the ground. Those are the averages for Al- for excuse me, Alabama, which have just been an awesome team this year. Now, let's quickly, before we get out of here, let's quickly go to Purdue uh, with Michigan State coming in. It's hard to explain what's happening with Michigan State. They're tremendous on the outside with the studs. I like Peyton Thorne. Kenneth Walker obviously is right there with the five touchdowns last week in the Heisman conversation. But, you know, second in their secondary, they're soft in the back end on defense. They're okay up front. They're good. They're good up front. But there's... I mean, this is a team that is ATS, almost perfect, obviously perfect, rank three in the country, and they head to Purdue. Michael did a great job of breaking down Purdue earlier today. Purdue's interesting because Jeff Brom is an offensive, he's an offensive genius. He really is. But this Purdue, this iteration is known for their defense. They can sling it a little bit. And I think they're going to be able to have some success against Michigan's weakness, which is in their secondary. You see the under is 8-1 and one, and the Boilermakers last nine overall. However, the Spartans have won the last eight straight up against Purdue. And Michigan State's been awesome as a road favorite in their last nine, eight and 8-1. We continue. That's just a start. We get it going here. Lombardi Line, second hour, week 10 college football. It's VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSYN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: All right, Brent. Thank you. Express Bet Breeders Cup today. I'm into it. Are you? Well, you can get 10 bucks instantly and up to a thousand dollar bonus right now for new customers. Use the promo code Vegas1000. Spurs.com/guide. You can get to everything. Express Bet. Everything horse racing. Do a great job here at Veasan. At slash horses Okay. So check it out for details. Get that free money and bet today. Maybe Knicks go in the Classic. As we welcome you back here on the Lombardi Line, I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios, live from the South Point. It is called the Lombardi Line, and I, I want to let you know, Lombardi's grinding right now. Not only is he preparing for Sunday's edition of the Lombardi Line, uh, he's hanging out at the Borgata. We're having some technical issues, but we're going to get him squared away, so we appreciate your patience. With that, Point Spread Weekly's got the new podcast, which you can find, of course, over at VEASAN.com slash podcast. He takes care of everything on the East Coast. He is Will Hill. You can also read him. And point spread weekly. William, what's cracking?
1: What's going on, Patrick? I got you. I'm going to read you my, my Breeders' Cup picks. Is that uh, captivating television? I took <laughs> wait, 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 wait.
2: Wait, hold on a second. You don't bet the ponies. Are you being serious right now? When in Rome, Patrick? When yeah, okay. in Rome? Okay, let me get them. Let, get list the, list. let me get the picks. Let's go.
1: Japan going to Vegas, Lexingtonian, Tripoli, Dunbar Road, and Fastball. All, all long shots 20, 30 to 1.
2: Let's go. Let's do this. You are somebody that seeks for a. You always seek at a price. I I love it. And Will, I think Will of my friends, you know, growing up and people here at the network, I would say you dabble in the futures market and do a hell of a job with futures plays. Maybe more than anybody I know. Is that something? And maybe you can explain to the audience just getting involved of the futures market in general. But you like to get involved in futures.
1: Yeah, it's fun. You can catch some good prices. You know, if if you can solve the puzzle early, you you can always buy back. You got to be careful because the hold on these sometimes with the book is really outrageous. So sometimes you're better off, you know, if you're going to pick a team to win the finals, you're better off just playing them series by series or or win the NCAA tournament and just play them game by game. But it's fun. You know, if you pick a team before the year, it gives you a rooting interest, somebody to watch, somebody to follow. So. Yeah I like I like them I think they're fun and sometimes you get uh, some some pretty good value with it. Okay. Jorge I, Soler. How about that one? Jorge Soler. He, that one. So
2: that's I I wanted to give you credit. He had Soler win in the MVP there in the World Series and he his ball hasn't landed yet. That's nope. one of the, that's one of the biggest jack moves I've ever seen. It was incredible. I there's I got your four plays, and then I want to run through a bunch of plays with you. Just we'll get some tertiary thoughts here. Let's start with how about Wake being a dog? Eighth in the country here. Come the rankings come out. They're sitting eighth. They're undefeated. Clawson's a hell of a coach. And remember, they lost a running back to Michigan State, uh, but they're catching two and a half at North Carolina. I, Will I joked about this before you came on? Uh, People love to bet North Carolina based on perception and Howell. This is not the same team. They're laying two and a hook here to Wake.
1: Yeah, this is a total sucker bet if you're betting Wake Forest. And I'm the sucker today. I'm going to take the two and a half. <laughs> uh, when it comes to Mac Brown in a big game, you don't walk the other way. You run the other way. Yes. And like you said, you take Clausen over Mac Brown. Look at Sam Hartman. Now, he's not going to win the Heisman. But if you're looking for somebody, he might get like an invite to New York. I think 22 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's been great. And UNC, they're just so bad on defense. I had them last week against Notre Dame. They almost pull off a, a backdoor cover, but they could not get a stop. I mean, they, they made the Notre Dame offense, which is really pedestrian, you know, basically look like the greatest show on turf Rams, the 2000 Rams. I mean, they just rip up and down the field on North Carolina. Uh, I think Wake's going to move the ball, move it at will. I mean, th- th- it's a pretty obvious statement, I guess, when you look at the total 78. I mean, that's about as high as you get. So should be a fun game, a back-and-forth game. I'm sure North Carolina will get their points too. Uh, if you remember, Wake played Army about three weeks, a month ago in that game. I think was over 100 points. Uh, I don't know if it'll be that extreme today, but I think you got to take the two and a half. And like you said, it's just strange, man. you got an 8-0 and o team playing a team that's not even – they are 500 exactly. They're not over 500. So 8-0 and o versus 4-4, four and four, and you're getting points with the 8-0. and o. Usually it's actually a spot where I would say, you know what, something's up. I'm going to take the 4-4 four and four team. I just like the coach for Wake. I like the the, the quarterback for Wake. I don't trust Mac Brown. I don't trust UNC, and I really don't trust that defense. So, give me Wake here in a game that starts in about forty-five minutes.
2: And by the way, I think it could clear the total. I mean, it, again, and I, I'm having fun with Wake being undefeated and being the dog here. It's it's pretty simple. You look at their schedule, and you quickly realize that it's been fairly easy. But this this is going to you just I think the good point there is North Carolina. The defense is horrific, and this is going to be a shootout. Both quarterbacks have been rock solid. And these are two bad defenses. You know, Chandler should run wild for the heels. This is Howell is also he's he's a he can he's a he's a dude that can stretch the field, and I think Wake's going to struggle there as well. Seventy eight. I don't think it's I don't think it's an unobtainable number uh, as far as clearing that total. Will so good place to start there. Uh, Bama, we you may have heard me talking about it. Saban's feeling himself. Here comes LSU. They're so injured. Uh, You've got to play on this game. It's up to 29-ish. Remember last year it was 28-and-a-half, and and they cleared that in Baton Rouge. What are you doing here in this Bama game?
1: Yeah, Saban usually likes to take the foot off the gas as a big favorite. So, you know, the oldest trick in the book is just take Bama in the first half. Seems like the best bet in sports We just take Bama in the first half. I'm not opposed to that. I'll probably split my bet, take Bama first half. But I don't think they'll take the foot off the gas in this one. Remember, last time these two teams played in that building, 2019, LSU beats them with Burrow and that great team. Kind of rubbed their nose in it after, you know, they start they they were very chatty, uh, Ogeron and this LSU bunch. Uh, Coach Sabin has a long memory. I'm sure he will remind the team of that. You know, they find the littlest thing to get these guys fired up about. I'm sure losing to LSU a couple years ago costing them a chance to play in the playoffs, play for a national championship. That has not been forgotten. So uh, if they get a chance to stick one in late, keep the foot on the gas, you know, with a big number like this, it's all about desire. Do you want to run up the score? Do you have a reason to run up the score? Uh, I think Bama will score basically every time they touch the ball. They've been sloppy a couple times recently, so maybe they are like, – I don't think this is a vintage, vintage Alabama team, but uh, you know, I could see them winning this game by 35-plus points. This LSU team is has really come crashing down after a great well, – what was one of the great teams of all time a couple years ago. This is – uh, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are not walking through that door. This is a different LSU team, and they still got some players on the team, but, you know, they're not particularly well coached. Uh, Bama's obviously the much better team, much better coach, so I'll actually lay the number here.
2: So Washington's talking smack and were you by the way, were you surprised Oregon came for uh, first first release of the rankings? Oregon sitting four. A little
1: bit, but they're, I mean, they have such a way of manipulating this where they can put this team here, this team there, knowing who's yep. going to play who and they can move this team up based on, you know, Oregon doesn't have that great opponent left. They're still going to play Utah a couple times. Uh, you know what? The, Ohio State's going to have so many difficult games that if they want Ohio State to leapfrog Oregon, They can make it work. So it's really when you're overreacting to these initial rankings, uh, just be careful because they can kind of manipulate this way, these rankings any way they want.
2: So let's jump into this Oregon matchup. So they're laying seven at Washington, and all of a sudden, Jimmy Lake, the Washington head coach, who, by the way, the program after Peterson left, has regressed. We understand that. And last year was a COVID year, so maybe. We, but Washington, there was expectations for this team. All of a sudden, he's talking trash about recruiting, which isn't a good idea because Oregon, they over the last 16 meetings between these two, they're 13-2-1 ATS. So it really hasn't been close. Uh, 7 this is where Cristobal he looks at that four and says we control it, right? If we keep, if we win out, we're going to be in the playoff for the most part. They're laying seven. What do you got here?
1: I like the under. Uh, I'm stepping on your turf a little bit here, but from what I've heard, the weather is just going to be, be, be terrible in Game, it's going to be gross. Uh, Oregon, I don't know why they ever throw a pass. They don't trust the quarterback. I don't trust the quarterback. So I think both teams will be very conservative. I mean, we've seen Washington on offense; they are terrible on offense. So. I I just look for this is a weather game, a sloppy game, uh, wind, rain, all that. So I just think you're going to get a good value. The quicker you jump on this 48, the better. It's already come down from 5150, so you're not getting the best of the number. But uh, once you see the weather in this one, from what I understand, it's just going to be terrible out. So this is more of a weather play here for the under four.
2: Well, it's going to be a double dose, man. It's going to be. Rainy, 90% chance of rain. It's going to be windy, 15 miles an hour or above. It's going to be cold, 45 degrees. It's going to be disgusting. And I love your underplay here because if you take a look, we've already kind of established how bad this Washington offense is, but they haven't scored more than 24 points in any of their last four. Oh, and by the way, you'd be rich if you've been cashing unders with Washington this year. They're 7-1 to the under. (laughs) <laughs> and this is, again, like... Those numbers work. Seven and one works. Yeah, seven and one's pretty seven good. Seven and one to the under. F- speaking of an under, are you going to go under SEC West AM hosting Auburn that first half, right?
1: Yeah, um, similar to, you know, baseball where you try to avoid the full game under just because of the bullpens, games going in extra innings. I'm going to just stick to the first half here just because, you know, I think this is going to be a conservative game plan. I, I think Fisher has uh, really been conservative lately tried to keep the ball on the ground especially since that bama game they have become more of a running team and if you look at a&m they got some dudes on defense they got some they got you know six or five or six of the the top 50 60 picks in the draft you look at some of these mock drafts uh they're good on defense and they play an unconventional defense i think bo nicks will have trouble with that it's a i believe that's a four two five look that a&m gives you Mm -hmm. so that's a really unconventional look Uh, i could see this game being close low scoring conservative should be like an old school sec game where this is you know 23 20 i i I like the under for the first half under for the full game i think this line uh is a touch high here you're looking at i think 24 and a half for the first half uh to me that that's a little bit too high i like the under
2: okay under 24 and a half first half college station will hill hey give your podcast a plug
1: New York City Cast presented by Play Sugar House Sportsbook.
2: You gonna have me on as a guest one day? I'd
1: love to. I do want it. to. I see if I can book you.
2: Uh, you gotta I talk gotta to talk my to agent. agent. You gotta talk to my agent, bro. Uh, I yeah. might be talking yeah. to you in about fifteen minutes, so stick around, okay, Will? All right, sounds good. Okay, William Hill, of course. Point spread weekly. Got the new podcast. We continue. Thomas Gables joining Lombardi Line.
1: Listening to the Lombardi line on vsin featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once
0: again, here's Patrick Maher.
2: All right, we continue. You got to go to vsin.com and just bookmark the site because we keep adding to it. And now we've got the prop tracker so you can keep up with the key NFL props, get current odds, line movement, trends. It's pretty cool. I mean, right there, you get you go there, get the splits, and get the prop tracker vsin.com slash NFL. It's all new, it's the prop tracker. It's now available on VEASAN.com, VEASAN.com slash NFL. Okay, we got you back here, Lombardi Line. Hope you're having a good Saturday as we head into the weekend. This is a crazy day. I mean, if you think about what's going on, and to illustrate it, we're going to bring in Thomas Gable, of course. Thomas Gable. This is what sets VEASAN apart to me in the industry, is the fact that for three years now we've had – the best book on the East Coast is at the Borgata, and the race and sports book director is Thomas Gable, and he joins us every day here on the Lombardi Line. As we say hi to TGZ. Hi, Thomas. One – Maybe you can take us behind the book a little bit about how frenetic today is from morning to night. This is one of your busiest days ever.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure it is. I mean, we have of course the Breeders' Cup uh which we can talk a little bit about what happened there yesterday. Yeah. So many storylines uh but uh race 10, I know we, we were texting there last night. Uh race 10 and what happened uh in that race when the the two horse gets scratched uh when uh, he flips in the, in the starting gate and then the one horse ends up getting scratched when they 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 open his gate so he can be let out and but then he's allowed to run he ends up winning the race um just for purse money and everybody is up in arms when he wins the race uh, really with the exception of those who uh who probably uh bet tis the bomb they were the only ones celebrating that that finish <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah that well what an interesting uh turn of events there in that last race, but yeah, so we have the second day of breeders cup today, and we're we're operating two different rooms for that, and we we have an overflow in the uh, in the in the conference center here where you can bet and watch uh, the breeders' cup uh in addition to the race and sports book. And then we have full slate of college football, NBA. And then we go into night where we have UFC 268. And, yes, just one week ago we were at UFC 267. uh, But UFC 268 tonight from Madison Square Garden. And – Canelo, Canelo. And right there, right at uh, MGM Grand out there in Vegas. So uh, it's going to be a very, very long day here. We're going to ne- be going until probably <laughs> 1, 2 in the morning here. I
2: never asked you, are you a big caffeine guy? You might want to get 12 rock stars or some Red Bulls because I, you're not going to sleep, dude. Yeah.
0: No, I know. I don't, And I'm not a coffee drinker either. I know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... I was ready to to drink something this morning. I, I'll tell you what happened. The technical difficulties here started when uh, haven't heard about it. What happened? Saw, you know, Michael saw that the Chicago Bulls were only three and a half point favorites over the Sixers <laughs> today, and he he in his haste to run up to the counter, ripped out a few wires off the set, and uh, that that started it.
2: You 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 got jokes today. By the way, it's surprising you and I are such good friends because I like caffeine and booze, and you do neither. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Laugh at me, thomas thank you um okay, couple games today, first off, as far as most heavily bet game in the early window, college football, what are we looking at
0: um in the early window well, it's gonna be uh liberty and uh old Miss, uh surprisingly, that's gotten a lot of action on it here uh and we we've seen some uh some movement here in the line. Uh, Ole Miss opened a 10-point favorites. Now this is at 8.5. It's gotten as low as 8. Uh, total 67.5. And, and a lot of people are on Liberty here. Of course, Ole Miss looking at Texas A&M next week. So yeah. this could be the Hugh Freeze uh, redemption spot. Um, Liberty's offensive line has had issues, and the amount of pressure on uh, on Malik Willis, their quarterback, has certainly increased. And Willis is a good dual threat there, a quarterback, I think Ole Miss should be able to run the ball here against this Liberty defense, but I will say this, they have a very good third down defense, and we know there are some injury issues there with Ole Miss, starting with Matt Corral, which is why Liberty has been so popular of a play. So looks like we're going to need Ole Miss in this spot here. And uh, that's a noon, at least local noon start time here.
2: Yeah. And well done. Hugh Freeze, redemption, head back to Oxford. I will say this, Corral, can you check, uh, Stephen, and see if there is an update? Corral's questionable. And as you mentioned, the big matchup next week, Lane may feel comfortable with the freshman and Altmaier starting. He's dressed. Okay. So we do have confirmation Corral is dressed and warming up. I don't know what that means. I would say this: If it's Altmaier, the freshman under center for Ole Miss, the strength of Liberty's defense is the secondary. So I don't. But both teams mm-hmm. can run the football. So you see a total yeah. of sixty-seven yep. and a half TGS. Um, okay, I got your notes. Let's let's take a look. Michigan State. I'm just curious after you set this game up for me and where it stands with the numbers at the Borgata. Your thoughts on a, a potential hangover here for Michigan State?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's going to be, the uh, I think, the theme here going into this. Uh, so Michigan State now down to two-and-a-half-point favorites, uh total fifty three and a half. Point mm-hmm. uh, total 53 and a half. So it's come off that uh, key number three. Um, and, of course, Michigan State coming off that emotional come-from-behind win over Michigan last week. Uh, I, everyone, I think, is feeling like Michigan State is vulnerable here in this spot. And, of course, just a few weeks ago you had Purdue. Uh, beat Iowa after their big win against Penn State. So, you know, are the Spartans ripe to be upset today? Uh, You know, Peyton Thorne hasn't played particularly well in the last two games. He's had one touchdown pass and four INTs there against Michigan and Indiana. Um, You know, Michigan State, I I think they'll probably be focused. They won't be looking ahead here, hopefully. And Obviously, Kenneth Walker III, they're going to have to lean on him, have a big game here. Purdue has not seen any back even close to Walker third this season. And you certainly expect this Michigan state offensive line to open up some holes today, by the way, Walker currently five to one to win the Heisman here.
2: Really? Who, yeah. who's shorter?
0: Uh, Corral and Bryce Young are the shorter uh, shots right now.
2: Hey, you just said Bryce Young. Are you sitting 29 in Tuscaloosa with Alabama lane at LSU in town?
0: yes so <clears throat> this one uh currently 29 total 66 and the uh, total really hasn't changed much just a quick uh tick up there from twenty eight and a half of where we open this but um very kind of lopsided here in the betting market everybody is laying the points here with alabama not expecting much out of lsu today
2: okay ohio state nebraska listen tg you know, Ohio State's going to look. There's the style points are on the line. It's November, right? And we ha- just had the first college yep. football playoff ranking come out. It, it, it could get rough for Nebraska and Lincoln. I got 15. Where are you on the East Coast? There at the Borgata?
0: So we're 14 and a half. Uh, total 67 and a half. And this has come down from from 15. We, we took down a half a point there. The total has moved up from where we opened at 64. And Nebraska three and six on the season. All of those six losses have been by eight points or less. So essentially they've been in one possession games, all of those losses. Um, Some people have made this out to be kind of a trap game for Ohio State. Buckeyes beat Penn State last weekend, 33-24, which was probably closer than some people predicted, especially with the way Ohio State had looked in the weeks leading up to that game. Uh, Now they face Adrian Martinez, who's a dual-threaded quarterback in the last true dual-threat quarterback they faced this year was Anthony Brown of Oregon, who of course had a huge game against them. Uh, Martinez, both the leading passer and rusher for the Cornhuskers. And now, since that Oregon loss, Ohio State's run defense has been very good. They've only allowed one 100-yard rusher since then. is this really another game where Nebraska can keep it as a one-score game here, Patrick? Would you be looking to take the points here with, with the Cornhuskers?
2: <laughs> I'd probably I'd lay off this, but, I mean, they've Ohio State the last two years have outscored Nebraska like 120. I mean, it's just been so lopsided. And Ohio State, while they struggled first half against Penn State, this offense, yeah. it, it's probably the best offense in the country.
0: It, it is. I mean, and... You know, they certainly – the only thing that kind of gives me pause is really where where they really turned up was against some some of those weaker uh, opponents. But um, Ohio State certainly has – you know, is right there in in terms of the conversation as best offenses in the country. So, yeah, I'm probably with you. I would stay away from this game, uh, especially at the number that it's at currently. Um, But uh, right now in terms of betting splits – uh, Ohio State taking the vast majority of the money. We're probably about 88% of the tickets and money here on Ohio State.
2: I mean, as far as balance, Ohio State and Bama, you know, Bama can run the ball. They can throw the ball. Ohio State, the same thing. It, it, so it, you could have the conversation who the best offense is. You can get into the numbers, but the balance is there. Hey, quickly, just 40 seconds. I want to College Park, what do you have Penn State, Maryland at? I, I know I'm throwing a curveball at you, but if you find that it, yeah. I open 11, I got 10 now.
0: Uh so right now we have this at ten. Yep, total fifty-five and a half, and and th- this is down from the opener of eleven. Um at this point I think just the Penn State even the Penn State fans around here are just uh have kind of backed off of them. Um, not too much action on this game overall. Penn State is getting bet in but uh overall this is just not a very heavily bet game. I'll tell you what it is uh, that uh, Kentucky and Tennessee game tonight, very heavily bet game here, and you've seen the, the favorite flip in that. You're now the Tennessee best. By point.
2: Who's better than you, Thomas? Enjoy the day, okay? Thank you. Alright, thanks. That's TG, Thomas Gable Borgado. We're coming back. Will Hill, The Plays.
1: To the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now,
2: once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, thanks, Matt. Thanks, Stephen. There's never been a better time. Bet MGM, it's the king of sportsbooks tonight. I'm going to win some money on Usman. You can too. 10 bucks to win 200. Kamaru, Matt, to win this fight. All right, so use the bonus code VSIN200. Make your first bet. Whoever wins, you win in the two hundred bucks. It's pay for a free bet, so you got to be a new a new better over at BetMGM. BetMGM has the best promos. We love riding with BetMGM, or just simply download the app, which is very the interface is super usable. Uh, BetMGM one eight hundred Gambler if you have an issue. Okay, William Hill, we'll get we got a big show coming up on Sunday uh michael's fired up for it he was grinding today but he went home to put some extra work in that nfl card is what he told me i i kid but we're having some fun today uh it would be good to have the big guy back tomorrow will hill of course the new podcast beason.com slash podcast point spread weekly if i asked i'm gonna ask you this way who's Uh got the best win in college football this year a&m cincinnati oregon
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. Anytime you beat Bama, you got to go with AM. But I, I'm going to go with Oregon just because they on were on the road. Down You're right. It.
2: Oregon was on the road. Too. On
1: the road, and, and they're down. Thibodeau, they're down. Basically, the first pick in the draft. They had some injuries to, to go in there and win that game. I, I think is the best best win. You know, they're only one loss. I mean, they kind of got screwed by the refs. I don't know if the committee will take that into account eventually. But uh, I'll, I'll go with Oregon at Ohio State.
2: Fourth best win this year. Cincinnati going on the road and winning at Notre Dame. I bring that up. Because we're looking right now at Georgia 1, undisputable. It's one of the best defenses we've ever seen. You've got the second-ranked second Alabama team. You've got three Michigan State. That win in Notre Dame-Cincinnati better win Michigan State hosting Michigan. Anywho... Oregon sitting four. That's the, the first there. You see the rankings right there. Good job, guys. Uh, then we go Ohio State five, Cincinnati six. So this is what year seven of the college football playoff. The committee is going to be it's going to be put in the, a very tough spot for the first time with Cincinnati because many believe, of course, the group team in Cincinnati got screwed here. Uh, part of my language, I bring that up because you want to play Cincinnati today. You got to play on Cincinnati. They're hosting Tulsa. Now what's interesting about this is remember last week they go on the road at, at um, Tulane, a one win green wave team. And they didn't, the style points weren't there. They're coming back hosting Tulsa. It was very good last year. Not so much this year. And Cincinnati's laying 22 and a half. Will.
1: Yeah. You hit the keyword style points. That's why I think they kind of run up the score today. Now style points are not going to get them in this f- final four I think the committee is dying to screw them. I think they'll screw them any chance they get. I I think they basically – here's a good one. If you can find no Cincinnati to make the playoffs, even if you got to lay minus 200, I do not think Cincinnati's getting in. But in their head, if you're that team, if you're that coach, you think, you know what, we got to be more impressive than we've been. They struggled against Navy, struggled last week, even weren't great uh, about a month or so ago against Indiana. Um, I think they put their best foot forward today. I, I look for a big effort. I look to lay the points here with Cincinnati. I think they got to make a statement today.
2: Look, Fickle turned down Michigan State. Fickle's had opportunities to leave. He was sticking around because this team kept coming back. This is, though, this defense is the same defense as last year. It's the second or third best te- defense in the country based on points allowed. Obviously, Ritter's been under center for years for Cincinnati. It's a very, very good football team. It's not like Cincinnati hasn't been a big program, but this is a a very good football team. uh, And I would agree with you there on the first play. Okay. Are you going to catch with Purdue here? Where where are you at on this one? Yeah. We talked about wake North Carolina last
1: segment. This is similar where you look at these lines and you follow on this long enough. You say, "Uh Oh, something's up. I'm sure everyone's going to be over all over Michigan state. I seen two and a half pop up some places. You know, you got the undefeated Michigan state. They're, they're up there in the rankings Purdue's kind of a middling team. I'm going to take Purdue. Uh, I think if you study Michigan State closer, I mean, it's not that far fetched to say they have two or three losses, even four losses. If you look at the Miami game, the Nebraska game, the Indiana game last week against Michigan, they just keep pulling these games out and give them credit. You know, you could say they got a knack for winning. The coach is good. They're a good team. But I'm just uh, my antennas up here. We, we know Purdue. We saw what they did to uh, Iowa a couple weeks ago. And this is just a spot. It seems like they they thrive in these spots against against ranked teams. When they're unranked, they just have a knack for pulling off upsets. You know, you go back uh, way back to Ohio State's national t- title team. I was at two thousand and two, where they almost pulled off the upset there. They just have a knack for pulling these upsets. Uh, I think they're good on defense. I think they have a knack for creating turnovers. I do think Michigan State's a little overvalued based on the record? And you, know, you look at this line and you just say something's up. Uh, everyone's going to be all over Michigan State. Looks way too easy. Looks too good to be true. I'm going to take the three with Purdue, and I, I think they upset him here.
2: Today. Yeah, and Purdue can get it done through the air. I think the weakness on that Michigan State defense, I keep saying, is on the back end. So uh, I don't hate that. By the way, if we can just, uh, Steven throw up those college football rankings again. The You know what the committee did with Ohio State? Oh, they're saying play yourself in. I mean, because if you think about it coming up November 20th, Michigan State goes to Columbus. So, I mean, that's why the committee knows the third best team in the country isn't Michigan State, but they put them there based on the big win last and they respect the Big Ten. But these two teams teams are going to play each other. And and Ohio State, frankly, they play Michigan as well. So Ohio State sets up perfectly. Where are you at right now on Ohio State? I know that's not one of the games. Um, Garrett Wilson's out, right, boys? Wide receiver Ohio State, he's out in Lincoln today. Uh, Did you have a thought on that game?
1: Would we'll lean towards Nebraska, but you're not getting the best of the number. I know there were 15s out there. It was over the key number of 14. I believe it's down at 13 now, is the consensus. So, you know, I would pass at the current number. Well, if you could still get a fifteen, I would take Nebraska. I don't think Ohio State was overly impressive last week. Now their receivers are unbelievable. They got a few guys that are just going to light up Sundays. Olave's just incredible. If mm-hmm. you haven't watched them, watch them. Henderson's great. I mean, they just they're like a mini Bama where they just produce these guys that are just incredible. But uh, I I think Stroud, if you can force him out of the pocket, you can still make him a little bit uncomfortable. I thought Penn State, you know, they really went toe to toe for a lot of that game last week. Uh, So I would lean towards taking the 15 here with Nebraska.
2: Okay, Navy. Uh, This is an interesting. I like this one. Navy's at Notre Dame open 21. It hasn't budged. In fact, Westgate did just drop the 20 and a half, but mostly everybody's 21 across the board.
1: Yeah, get the 21. Speaking of the service academies, you'll appreciate this. I'm sweating out a no score first seven minutes in this Army Air Force game, and I got 8.27 left in the first. So I'm in good shape. Just need one more two yard run, and, and we're good here. Why can't we get an 11.30 game? Early every week. This is okay, so much uh, fun.
2: Too. Okay, I'll play your game. I'll one-up you. I'm sweating out. VFB Stuttgart in Germany. Armenia Beelfield. Okay? I need over two and a half. No, no, dude. It's you not over. It. I need it. I need it. The dog needs it. It's not going to eat. if it, Just trust me. We all need it. Uh, no. Daddy's not going to be in a good mood. Uh, so you're going to take the Navy's points. play keep away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Navy's going to play keep away.
1: Look at the stat line last week. I think they had zero yards passing or negative two yards passing and 302 yards rushing. Uh, I just think Notre Dame's a little overvalued here. Now, obviously, the 21's a key number. Find the 21. Bet the 21. Don't do don't take the 20 and a half if you can find a 21. But uh, I think Navy will keep the ball on the ground, keep keep the uh, keep the clock moving. And that's just a lot of points for a, a Notre Dame team who I don't think is great. You know, they, they played well last week on offense against North Carolina. But I, I think Navy will be able to run the ball enough. This is a Navy team. They're hard to prepare for. I mean, we saw them last week pull off the upset. Very difficult to prepare for. That's a lot of points. Uh, with the clock moving as much as it's going to be. So I think uh, Navy plus 21 here is a good bet.
2: So the betting market continues to respect Wisconsin, and Wisconsin seemingly has turned around their season the last two weeks, capitalized on the turnovers against Purdue and Iowa. But they're laying on the road. They're laying a price on the road at Rutgers, and I've got right now, I've got 13 off the 12-and-a-half opener.
1: Laying 13 points with Wisconsin. How are you going to lay 13 with Wisconsin? Is, the, is Russell Wilson coming back to play this game? Is, did I miss something? <laughs> Mertz is the quarterback. Mertz, if you've watched him, you can't lay 13 with him. Now, I know they're good on defense, but Shiano can really coach. Shiano can coach defense. This is going to be a typical Wisconsin, typical you know, Big 10, 20-14, 13-10 type of game. This is going to be ugly. Uh, 13 points in this game is gold. That's way too many points. I think this is an ugly game, a low-scoring game. You cannot lay two touchdowns with Mertz. I like Rutgers here.
2: All right. Great job, Will. You want to, I'm going to give you Michael's plays. He's got three plays today, and you tell me your yep. initial thoughts. He is going to lay the – he wanted to lay the seven and a half. He can lay seven with Baylor at TCU. So the numbers drop a half a point down to seven. I'll give Michael a better number. Uh, lay the seven with Baylor on the road at TCU. Remember, the coach, Peterson, this is situation. I'm with him there. Okay. You there. like that. He's I'm going, he's that. going to lay the three and I'm going to give him a better price. Remember he hates steam college football. So this is not an indictment. He can lay two and a half with Michigan state. He's going to lay it with I'm, Michigan state.
1: Michigan state's going down today. Purdue's going to win the game. Purdue's going to cover. I like Purdue.
2: Okay. And he's being disrespectful to me and my alma mater. And that is South Carolina. Fire up, Gamecocks. Uh, he's going to lay the price with jo- with Florida, although he's trying to cheat me a little bit here. 19 and a half. It's up to 20 and a half at williams Bryce, You laying 20 and a half with Florida at South Carolina?
1: No, I would never disrespect you like that. I'm going to take the 20 and a half. We're going to cover this one
2: today, Patrick. Okay, fine. Yes, I'll come on your podcast. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> Will enjoy it. Uh, enjoy the day with the girls, which means you're going to avoid your wife and daughters and gamble on college football, right? And golf too. I got Matty Wolf live to Mm. win this, uh, to win this tournament here. I had a first
1: round leader. I'm I'm excited. Let's
2: go. Go Matt Wolf. Okay. It's a Wolf party there at the house. Uh, You got a plug before we say goodbye?
1: v slash podcast, New York City cast. Check it out.
2: Great job all. We'll see you. The big guy will be back Lombardi line tomorrow here on Sunday. It is the sports betting network. The show next.